welcome to the Grace Nuts Podcast. We're glad y'all are here. I'm Heather. And I'm Sarah. Grab a coffee or a sweet tea and your favorite cozy blanket. And join us as we discuss navigating life's daily challenges through the biblical principles found in God's Word. Hey y'all, welcome back. Finally, it's been another hot minute. We are sorry. We apologize. Life has been very, very crazy the past couple months. Um, Yeah. Where to even begin with that? Been a lot going on. Um, I don't even know where to start. No. Sarah... Sarah's pet passed away, and it was yeah. very sad. We've traveled a lot. You've been to Ohio twice. Twice in the since we recorded last. Yeah, your group came to sing at our church for a revival, and then, like, less than a month later, you guys were back up here, mm-hmm. not in our area, but, like, two and a half hours away in Canton, and my husband went to the Ukraine on a missions trip like Hungary and Ukraine. And so me and the boys went up to Canton to see the girls for a couple days. And then we went to North Carolina for several days and then came back home. Um, While we were in North Carolina, both of our cars, well, Sarah's car like died. Mine didn't die. My alternator was going bad. So my dad and my brother spent like six hours on the Saturday that we were down there. Memorial Day weekend fixing my van so I drove back from Ohio with Heather the second time we went up I drove back and we're getting off literally the our exit to go to my parents house and I was like your battery light just came on and I was like oh it went off and then it like kept on coming on and off and on and off we're like oh no so her car was at her church in the church at her church's parking lot so I dropped her off there she went, she left to go home. I went to my parents' house, and there is a giant spider on the wall in here. We're no. gonna have to pause for a second. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, he's not really giant, but he's big enough. So while she's gone, I'll just tell you guys what happened just last week because Heather was putting up some lights they were putting up some lights in their backyard and she texted me we were actually supposed to be recording the podcast and we had set aside time to record and all of a sudden I get these text messages on my phone and it's Heather in an ambulance and she's got blood all over her shirt and sends me a picture like, well, I guess we're not recording tonight. And I was like, what in the world happened? Like, call me right now. <laughs> like, I was panicking. Oh, she's back, by the way. She's back now from killing the spider. Did you kill the spider? I'm back. The, the spider is done. Good. I did. I killed the spider. So yes. do you want to tell them gone. what happened or shall I finish the story? Um, so basically we were hanging up lights in our backyard. Like my husband bought me some of those, like, you know, like little cafe lights. Okay. So we were working on hanging those up. We had this idea. I saw it on Pinterest, of course. And it was where they had like put a pole. Most of the time they were like wooden poles, but we were like, oh, well, we'll just do a metal one. Number one. That was a bad idea. Um, you'll understand why in a second, but it was like cemented into a planter 
And then you could just like put a hook at the top and then hang the lights, right? So that's what we we're going to do. Well, the planter that we bought, looking back now, was not a good idea because it was like smaller at the bottom than it was at the top. Not a significant amount, but it was very tall and skinny. It wasn't very wide based. Well, the metal pole that we got was like an inch and a quarter cast iron pipe that was 10 feet tall. Again, not our brightest moment. And my husband had poured the concrete into the planter that morning. We thought it was set because it didn't, I mean, like he shook it, didn't really move. So we were, he had already strung up the lights in the hook and he was like walking to the house with a string of lights to see where we were going to hang it on that, like on the brick. And I was grabbing light bulbs to put into the lights and my back was to the pole and he kind of tugged on it a little bit and it, it was so heavy and the concrete wasn't set all the way. And because the planter wasn't wide enough, it just, it came and it, it was behind me. So I didn't see it and it hit me right in the head. And I sat down immediately and there was just blood everywhere. Like it was just gushing. I was like trying to hold my head. My husband told my seven year old to go inside and get a towel. And he comes out with two paper towels. (laughs) (laughs) And he was like, no, we need like a towel. And he had just, he doesn't usually have a passcode on his phone, but he had to put his business credit card on his, uh, on his Apple wallet. And so he had, he had a passcode and he couldn't get into his phone. He was trying to call my neighbors to come over. And yeah, it was just, it was, it was a bad night. And it, they ended up calling the squad and they came and then there was a cop and then they brought the fire truck. And I was like, dude, this is not necessary. It was a party. Not necessary. And then my neighbors a couple houses up were, were moving. So they had a U-Haul and like people helping them move. So they're all out on the street and everybody's looking at me and I'm covered in blood. And yeah. It was, it was a fun time. Fun time. So I ended up with eight staples in my head. But I'm okay now. Thank the Lord. I am so thankful that it did not hit my children. It could have been so much worse. So I'm just so thankful that it hit me and not my kids. And I'm fine. I am okay. I'm thankful for the Lord's protection. So needless to say, that cast iron pipe is gone. <laughs> and we ended up buying a PVC pipe. To paint black, which is what we should have done to begin with. And we bought a new planter that's wider at the bottom. So note to self, if you're planning on hanging lights in your backyard with a planter and cement or with a planter and cement and a pole, use PVC pipe and a planter that's very wide and make sure your concrete is set. Okay. Noted. Noted. That's a little insight into uh, how our month, two months have been going so far. Been very, very busy. Lots of uh, drama and um, excitement. But yeah, life is good. So we decided that we wanted to talk about something a little more lighthearted this go-round. So we're going to start a series on the Proverbs 31 woman. And once you actually start like diving deep into this, you know, we hear a lot of... Well, not a lot, but we do hear this preached about some and, you know, it's not really ever gone in depth and it's just kind of a template, you know, to describe how a Christian woman should be. But when you start to get down into it and you start to dig into it and like 
look up what these words mean and look up exactly what it's talking about she's doing, it's fascinating. I think it's so fascinating. Yeah, so this will probably be like a four-part series. I think we've kind of split it up into four kind of groups of verses. So today we're going to cover verses 10 through 14 are going to be the main ones that we're going to look at. Okay, starting in verse number 10, who can find a virtuous woman for her price is far above rubies. The heart of her husband doth safely trust in her so that he shall have no need of spoil. She will do him good and not evil all the days of her life. She seeketh wool and flax and worketh willingly with her hands. She is like the merchant ships. She bringeth her food from afar. Okay, so right from the start, we see that a virtuous woman is not easy to find, right? It says, who can find one? Her price is far above rubies. Rubies are obviously an expensive gem, but even back then, I'm sure that they were more, they were expensive then too, obviously, because he says her price is far above rubies. So that tells me that they weren't, a virtuous woman isn't common. I mean, it says, who can find one? She's, that's, it's not a common thing. So verse 11 says, the heart of her husband does safely trust in her so that he shall have no need of spoil. And this confused me a little bit because I wasn't sure what that meant. He shall have no need of spoil. So when I looked it up, it it made total sense after I had, I had looked it up. So when you read in like, um, in first and second Samuel and first and second Kings, when they were conquering these cities and they took the spoils, which were the riches from these cities that they were conquering, whether it be gold or money or could be livestock, it could be whatever, like whatever they were taking, those were the spoils from those countries or those cities. And it says, the heart of her husband to safely trust in her so that he shall have no need of spoil. So he literally doesn't need the spoils from other countries because he trusts her enough to manage their household in such a way that he doesn't need that extra stuff. They're taken care of because she's making sure she's managing their household well and she's being frugal. It's very convicting to think about because I feel like as women... We do spend more money than men because we see like something we're like, oh, we could use that for this or, oh, we could decorate with this or like I need to go to Hobby Lobby just to buy more decorations for my house or, you know, I mean, any number of things. (laughs) Some things, I think the phrase now is like material girls. I don't know if anybody else has heard Mm -hmm. that. I've heard that a lot lately. Um, And I don't think she was a material girl. I don't think that stuff mattered to her. Because she was more concerned about making sure that her household had what it needed in a good way mm-hmm. that they didn't, she didn't have to worry about that kind of stuff. Yeah. And he trusted her enough to say, you manage the household. I, like, we, he trusted her to do that. And, I mean, I know, like, you know, for me, I'm a stay-at-home mom. And so... Most of the time I do the grocery shopping, I do the cooking, I do most of the cleaning. Oh, Matt will do the dishes most of the time. Like that's his thing. He doesn't mind doing dishes. I hate doing dishes. And so he takes that one thing 
off of my plate that I don't have to do that. And then everything else pretty much is, is my domain. Like he'll help if I ask him to, or if I need him to do something, but that's kind of like our thing is like, he does the dishes and then takes care of the outside basically. But I'm like the primary person that, that manages the household basically, you know, and I do try to be frugal with, with what we're spending and, you know, he earns the money. I kind of control it in a way. Yeah. She takes care of all this stuff. So like he doesn't have to worry about it. And he also trusts her enough to not blow the budget basically. Yeah. So that's actually kind of funny. Cause I was listening to um, like a Dave Ramsey video the other day and it was like top 10 craziest call-ins on the Dave Ramsey show. And this one guy called in and he was like hiding money from his wife because she would just, as soon as his paycheck would go in, she would blow it all. And they wouldn't have money for like their bills and stuff because she would just, as soon as she saw that mm. money in there, she would spend it on whatever. So he was having to literally hide money from his wife so that they would have money to pay their bills because she was such an avid spender. And some people genuinely have a problem with spending money. I work in an accounting firm and some people I think actually have an addiction to, to buying things and spending money. Oh yeah. That's definitely a thing. It's like a real actual real problem. Yeah. And I think it is hard, you know, you see something that you want and so you, you know, you want to buy it, but you really have to think like, do I really need that thing or do I just want it? And I guess, and two, like with us being a one income family, like I don't work outside the home. So I, we really have to be selective with what we're purchasing and like conservative with what we're buying and not just being like, Oh, we're just going to blow a hundred dollars here and $200 there. Like that's, that's a thing. And I feel like most people are like that. There's not, I don't feel like there's, you know, most people are middle-class. There's not like a majority of people who are just like, I can just spend whatever I want and it doesn't matter. Like I have all the money in the world. No, she wasn't like that either. This virtuous woman, like she knew I have this, you know, select amount of money. I'm going to have to use this. And she did that well. And in verse 12, it says she will do him good and not evil all the days of her life. That's some power right there. Mm. Like we hold that power in our hands to either do good to our husbands or to do evil to them. And it's a choice. That's tough. It's definitely a choice. Some people are just like, oh, well, I am the way I am. I'm like, no. If you're right with God, you're going to, the closer that you are to God, the closer you're going to be to your spouse. And I know we've talked before about kind of the respect aspect of things. And like, you have the choice of how you're going to treat your spouse. Mm-hmm. It says all the days of her life, not just... On the good days. Yeah, not just the good days. It's days when she's having a rough day, too. Yeah. When she's having a rough day with the kids or something's come up or whatever. It says she will do him good all the days of her life. That's really convicting because I know, like, sometimes I'll have a a rough or just a long day at work or something, and I'll come home, 
and my husband will be here and he'll be like, how was your day? And I'll just like go off, you know, like how easy is it for just to like, well, this went wrong and this went wrong and blah, blah, blah. And you just be in a grumpy mood whenever they didn't do anything. Like he didn't do anything. He was just asking me how my day went. Right. And then I like, you know, just blow up when I come in the door. That's not how I should act at all or treat my spouse. So verse 13 says, she seeketh wool and flax and worketh willingly with her hands. So we kind of looked into this, like why wool and flax? Like what is what is even flax? Did you look that up? Yeah, flax is used to make linen. And clothing in that time was made basically from either linen or wool. Right, and then it says, and worketh willingly with her hands. So she probably made, I mean, back in that day, you probably had to. It's not like they had like Walmart where you could just go buy clothes, but she probably made her family's clothing Mm -hmm. and she sought good fabric. Yeah. And not only did she make it, but it says she worked willingly. She wasn't doing it grudgingly. Like she did it willingly. Like she wanted to do it. She was okay with doing it. She wasn't complaining about it. She wasn't saying, oh, I got to make these clothes again. These kids are growing so fast. Like, you know, I complained about that. I'm like, my kids are growing so fast. I got to buy them new clothes. But Lord, can you imagine having to make them? <laughs> Just, goodness gracious. I think the worketh willingly thing can kind of pertain to anything that we do for our household. Mm-hmm. Because I know that I know I've talked about this before about like having a bad attitude or grudgingly like doing the dishes or cleaning up a mess or you know like stuff like that and that's how not how we should be you know we should be willing to do those things and do it with a good attitude because we have a house to take care of and some people don't have a house some people don't have a home or a family. Yeah, I think we can lose sight of all of the blessings that we've been given. You know, like you see those memes that say, I I still remember when I prayed for the things I have today or, you know, whatever it is. But like, we should be thankful in whatever state we're in, obviously. But for those of us who are wives and or mothers, like God gave us this responsibility And God gave us this blessing and that's how we should view it as a blessing, not as a chore that we have to do every day and every night. Like, oh, I got to do the laundry again because it never ends or I got to mop my floor for the 15th time in one week because my kids tracked mud in from outside. I just gave up. I'm like, why do I keep mopping the floor? Like, they're just going to keep bringing in dirt and mud from the outside. Who cares? It's a floor. We live here. It's fine. But it can be easy to get lost in all of that in the mundane chores of everyday work and to loathe it, basically. But she worked willingly. She didn't care. She knew that that was what she was supposed to be doing. And so she did it with a happy heart. Yeah, and not saying that those feelings aren't going to come because they are. And you're going to get overwhelmed and you're going to get tired of doing things over and over and over again. But it's just a good reminder to whenever those thoughts come to turn right around and replace it with those thoughts like, I get to do this. 
you know, some people, Mm -hmm. some people, some people can't have kids. Some people never get married. Some people, you know, don't have the things that you have and they wish that they could have that. It's a good reminder for me, at least, if not anybody else, to, you know, be thankful that I have the things that I have that I have to take care of. Definitely. And then in verse 14, this was like my favorite verse of this <laughs> little section. It says, she, she is like the merchant ships. She bringeth her food from afar. So we were talking about this and I was like, I wonder what that means. Like bringeth food from afar. Was she like a really awesome cook? And instead of just doing the like bland, boring food that they normally had, like she got all this exotic food from all these cool places. <laughs> And so we looked it up and actually, not necessarily like that, but it kind of was like, not like that, but, um, you know, even back then merchant ships brought in food that they obviously, that wasn't native to their land, things that they couldn't grow there or didn't grow well there. So even back then they still had that. And so she bringeth her food from afar, like she sought out maybe the best deal or maybe whatever the food was that was nourishing to her family, or maybe it could have been something her husband liked and it wasn't native to their area. Like it could be anything. I, my, my mind's just like running with all the ideas, but it says she was like the merchant ship and brought her food from afar. Like she did her diligence to make sure that her family had food and I'm sure she probably had a garden because that was like the normal thing, you know, back then they did grow whatever was native to their country, but she also made sure that she had whatever else she needed that she couldn't grow herself. And she didn't just go to one place or find the cheapest thing. I'm sure she, you know, she was frugal, but she also made sure that she had what she needed. Yeah, she was she was willing to do willing to go the extra mile to make sure that her family had what they needed and that it was good quality, I guess, stuff because why would you go that why would you go afar for mundane things? I'm going to start going afar. I already have to go afar. You do have <laughs> I to live go in afar. I have got verse 14 down. I've got it down. <laughs> I be, I'm already going afar. For me, afar is Costco, and that's like 15 minutes away. So <laughs> that's the farthest I have to go. Try like 35 or 40, at least. <laughs> so we're going to stop at verse 14 for this little series or this little session. And, um, We'll pick back up at verse 15 on the next episode. But this, I just think this is fascinating. The more that we dive into it and actually look into what it means, like what she actually did and how her family trusted her and knew that they were taken care of. Like as, as a mom and a wife, like that's where I, I thrive when I am, managing my household and like taking care of my family. That's where I feel the most content and where I feel like I'm doing the most good. 
I think a good question to ask is how does my family benefit from me? It's a good Mm. kind of question to ask to examine yourself in these areas. Like how is my family benefiting from how I manage our finances or how I prepare for my house or how I, you know, even getting groceries, like that's something that I had to really realize in the beginning. Like it's my responsibility as the person who gets the groceries to make sure that my family eats or at least it, you know, I don't have kids, but me and Nathan eat at least halfway decent and healthy, you know, and not just eat garbage all the time. Because if a mm-hmm. man goes to the grocery store, he's coming back with a bunch of junk food. Amen. So I don't know, just something to think about, I guess. And then next episode, we'll hop into the next four or five verses and see where we go from there. Yeah. So we do have something, an announcement coming soon. We can't give out too much information right now because we're trying to keep it a secret, but just keep your eyes peeled for maybe a post. So if you haven't liked us on Facebook, give us a like on Facebook, follow us on Instagram so you don't miss any big announcements. Also, if you would like to support our ministry, any donation would be very much appreciated. We're obviously a very small ministry at this point and just funded by the two of us. So if anyone would like to help support our ministry at all, we would greatly appreciate it. Um, It would just help us to grow the ministry and further things that we're trying to do. Um, you could send us a message or um, contact us in some way. We would greatly appreciate that. We hope you have enjoyed this episode, and we will see you guys next time. I'm Sarah. And I'm Heather. Thanks for listening to the Grace Notes Podcast. <laughs>